If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I suffer from an attention deficit, actually. Apparently it's a disorder. And I have a side theory that it's because of all the gushers that we ate in the 90s, but we'll talk about that another time. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? <laughs> no way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Time is my currency. It's how I measure my days. It's the non-renewable resource I focus on the most. And it's something I think about all of the time, pun intended. I don't know about you, but I am obsessed with all things maximizing my time and creating the most efficient workflows possible. While I certainly pulled back from burning the candle on both ends when I became a mother, that transition simultaneously pushed me to become even smarter with what time I was spending on work. Actually, on what time I was spending on anything for that matter. Whether it's squeezing in a 20-minute Peloton ride before the day starts or batch recording episodes of this very show, using healthy meal delivery services like Daily Harvest for simple and quick breakfasts and lunches or outsourcing tasks that drain me, I found little ways to upgrade the use of my time so that I can feel more free to shut down work and responsibilities at the end of each day and just enjoy time unplugged with my family. But I also realize that my methods for being productive aren't everyone's go-tos and that there are so many creative, versatile, and effective ways to practice time management that may fit better for your schedule or personality type or work-life demands. And so as much as I can preach and share about all of my favorite ways to stay on top of my projects and keep moving forward, I feel like it's even better to hear from a wider array of voices to get a fuller spectrum of options to pick and choose from. 
So today I am so thrilled to invite my very own dream team onto the Gold Digger podcast to share their personal go-tos when it comes to productivity hacks. From my integrator to my community manager to my writers, I've asked everyone on the team to share what their top tips and tricks are for getting stuff done and for taking names. Oh, and also for feeling empowered to stop work and just live their lives every day too, because that's a massively vital part of our team culture here. We work hard, we play hard, we rest hard, and we love hard, and we prefer to have a ball doing it all. So without further ado, let's hear from the ladies who keep this ship running. I'm Brooklyn Wagner, and I'm a copywriter slash word person for Jenna. And I'm also on a lifelong mission to normalize the fact that there are people like me and potentially like you who have a hard time staying focused. (laughs) I suffer from an attention deficit, actually. Apparently it's a disorder. And I have a side theory that it's because of all the gushers that we ate in the 90s, but we'll talk about that another time. I genuinely know and, and have experienced on a regular basis that productivity and efficiency and just a good work week are basically shot in the foot if uh, I don't get a handle on my attention going in 20 directions at the same time. Distractions are a really big deal. The recommendation to turn off notifications while you're working is something that I have to take seriously in order to get anything that requires deep focus from me done. So for those of you who may be like me or a little bit like me, first of all, no shame. I love you. We are good at what we do. We are great humans. And just because we suffer from this ability to get one task done in one sitting doesn't make us any less than anybody else. So just saying, we're all in this together. But two of the things that actually I need in my life are both sort of centered around the word accountability Accountability helps me stay productive and be efficient in it, not just productive, you know, in a a time wasting way, but drawing a more straight line between point A and point B. So the first thing that I actually use is an app called Centered, and I love it because, man, it really does center me. I actually like to call it an attention shepherd because it very gently and patiently guides me back into the fold every time I stray. And once I'm using the app, basically I tell it the task that I'm doing. I tell it what app that I need to be doing it in like Google drive. And if I leave that Google doc to, I don't know, look up a new Ina Garten beef tenderloin recipe, it notices. And it's like, Hey, come on back in. And I need that accountability, even though it's from an app, it's from a computer, I listen to it and I realize, because I don't mean to follow those whims and and lose focus and, and lose my efficiency or productivity. It's all out of like an innocent, just following a, a you know, sparkly thing. So centered is a huge part of my week. It actually helps me have just a better mindset for a week. I, I feel nicer to myself because it's so nice to me. And the second thing I do, it tends to get me a lot of uh, side glances and uh, a little bit of say what now when I tell people what I do, but it's actually a community, an online community called Order In, and it's worldwide. I mean, people are a part of this community from all over the globe, and it's essentially a ton of work from homers who join for a lot of different reasons, but one of the main things I use it for is something called a deep focus work sprint. And if you've ever done work sprints, if you've ever just been like, okay, it's three hours deep focus, you know, lights down, like headphones on, boom, That kind of works for me, but what elevates this situation for me is that it's 
with a literal group. We join a Zoom call. There's a host and they're like, hey, what are you guys working on? And we mute our mics and we work together. And every 30 minutes or 50 minutes, we take a break. And basically, I love the feeling of a group effort. Not only is there that accountability thing that I need to stay productive and man, am I productive during these Zoom calls, but also there's celebration at the end. So what I love about it and what anyone could have is getting a bunch of friends together and joining a Zoom call and being like, okay, like you're going to be knitting, you're going to be folding your laundry and I'm going to be graphic designing. But it's powerful. And I think we all need that accountability measure, maybe privately, maybe in a communal way. But we need that because I think so much productivity and efficiency flows out of that. And like I said, the cherry on top is just that there's so much less self-condemnation in your mind and so much more joy and love you have for yourself. Hey, Gold Digger listeners. My name's Danielle Little. Used to be Danielle Prawl. Spoiler alert. I got married and then my husband passed because cancer is a B word, but that's not what this episode is about. I have worked with Jenna Kutcher for probably seven years now, maybe eight, who knows? I do strategy, launching, tech, funnels, all that kind of nerdy stuff. I probably have a very different stance on productivity than maybe most of the experts do. And to be honest, I reverse engineer what needs to be done So I can't really follow a workflow. I keep the end user in mind and I go backwards, if that makes sense. So there's not really a list of things that I can follow or a workflow. And my brain probably works differently than most people's do. I usually turn off all notifications and I don't like checking off boards for planning because I can't really do it. <laughs> and if I do that, then I don't get anything executed. And I find that I would spend more time actually checking it off or responding to things than actually executing. And my job is execution. My top tips for productivity are to outsource whatever you can, when you can, and not everyone's in a place to do it. But Things like getting groceries delivered or having meals planned, things like that, because then it takes things off your plate so you can use your brain, at least for me, in a place of your zone of genius. Finding out like what you're really good at and where you should spend your time and outsourcing whatever you can helps just keeping that kind of creative brain process going. I've learned going through the trauma of losing my husband that sometimes it's really good to have repeatable steps of what you do so that in the event, if you're an entrepreneur or anyone else, that you need someone to step in and help so you can just be is super, super important. And to me, that's productive. So If you can write repeatable steps, and like I said, I don't always have them, but if you do something over and over and you can share it with someone else, I think that is awesome. And for me, I generally write out every morning a list of three things with pen and paper, because I'm old school, that must be done. I write out that, you know, need to be accomplished and then I write out things that I would like to get accomplished 
after those three must-dos. And if I don't get to the other things, I don't beat myself up over it because I know myself and that just isn't productive at all. Just knowing those three things are done and crossing them off my list make me feel like I did what I needed to do. I also make sure to incorporate me time. This fuels my productivity because the nature of what I do is very stressful and those downtimes are important. Not everyone's made to follow the tried and true methods, but you have to find what works for you and not all systems are effective for everyone. So I think it's mostly trial and error and you just got to kind of figure it out. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Hey, gold diggers, it's Kylie, and you know me as the producer of this podcast, but I'm also the creator and producer of my own show. And so balancing the two, which are both very much full time jobs, 
On top of life and fun and rest, it's a lot to manage. Now, I'm pretty proud of my prioritizing skills, and I know how to get through the most important things on my list for both podcasts, and I think I handle them all with care, but here's the thing about prioritizing. There are the inevitable things that end up at the bottom of the priority list, tasks that aren't pressing or urgent that need to be done at some point, but nothing will burst into flames if you don't get it done on the exact day that you write it down in your planner. I know I have to do that low priority task eventually, but I keep waiting for the moment when I'll either feel like it, have time to do it, or wake up willing to deviate from my heavily routinized day to get it done. And spoiler alert, I never feel like it, I never have time, and I'm never willing to knock my routine off course for a low priority task. The problem is, those low priority tasks still hang around in my brain. I see the package on the back seat of my car, and I remember that I need to drop it off at the post office. I'll keep hitting mark as red on an email so I won't forget, and I keep pulling socks one by one out of the dryer instead of just folding the whole load. Matt Serna from Medium.com says these are considered open loops. They represent in-progress tasks, whether it be at work or at home, And although you think you may be improving your productivity by only focusing on the high priority items on your list, these open loops actually negatively impact your productivity. It's partially caused by the Zygernick effect, which refers to our mind's natural tendency to focus on incomplete tasks. So the other day, I kind of had an epiphany. I unintentionally scheduled a full day to finally tackle a handful of those low-priority tasks that had been hanging out on my list and in my brain for weeks. And let me tell you, the feeling I had at the end of the day was similar to what I used to feel at the end of my semesters in college. Like, all my work is done, all my exams are done, all my papers are in, my list is actually crossed off. There was no more work to do. Now, not to be dramatic about it or anything, but it was kind of euphoric. The next day, I started work with a clear, focused mind because I'd finally made those few annoying phone calls and lugged stuff to storage in the basement that had been sitting on my floor for weeks, and I responded to the non-urgent but still important emails. I've decided that from now on, once or twice a month, I'm going to schedule a do-it day. Any task still lingering on my list from the last few weeks, I'm going to take one day or one morning and just do it, because now I know how good it feels to finally tackle those low-priority items that seem to fog my vision when I'm trying to work on those big-priority tasks. I'll link Matt Cerna's piece on Medium in the show notes so you can read more about the psychology of productivity and his open-loop concept. I hope my do-it day tip helps you feel more focused and productive. But don't forget to rest and indulge in some playtime because you're more than the line items on your to-do list. Hey there, Marissa here, Team JK's integrator, and I'm sharing my productivity secrets behind how I manage the day-to-day moving pieces of our small yet uber-mighty team, whilst also keeping myself fueled to continuously move things forward. If you're also navigating within a leadership or support role that fully functions around biz operations like project management, team management, organization of all the things, details, details upon details, these tips are for you. Productivity secret number one of mine, map out your week for success. 
Although a majority of our team works within a big three approach where they tackle their big three goals before they hit anything else for the day, that approach doesn't quite work for me. And here's why. As an admin of sorts or moving parts maven, I don't work within one area of the business. I have projects and platforms I own, whilst also keeping the pulse of where projects and deliverables are across the brand, meaning I have to lay my week out in a way that makes sense for me to think, plan, and act. So I stick to a daily big one minus Monday and map out my week like this. Mondays consist of no meetings, no focused project work unless totally necessary, no obligations and or pressure. I hate feeling stressed out or on the grind as I enter a new week, don't you? So I use this day to get all my ducks in a row. I check in with the team, Jenna and I connect. We level set expectations and priorities and put the plan in place. We update our weekly scorecard, which entail our brand digits and clean out the inbox, essentially anything that's needed to get the ball rolling. Team productivity-wise, I intentionally don't connect with anyone, minus Jenna, until a few hours into the day. Mondays are different for everyone, and a part of maximizing productivity, in my mind, is honoring the flow states of those around you, too. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays begin with a daily big one. This will consist of me executing on a project or perhaps a platform I personally own. For example, I help manage our LinkedIn, so a big one for me could be something like batch creating a month's worth of content. Next, even though I fully utilize our project management tool, Monday.com, to organize all the things, I still use a three-ring notebook and write out my daily list of to-dos. Following my big one, I jump into my next set of priorities, whether that be following up internally with a team member, externally with a partner, or perhaps building a landing page. 3 p.m. is the consistent cutoff for my personal flow state, so I leave the end of my day for things like researching, learning, engagement, or tasks that don't require a ton of energy. And Fridays are review days. Our goal on Fridays is to get projects to a solid place before the weekend, if not fully completed, and nail down where we're headed for the week to come as well. Important to also note here, your flow state can change day to day or week to week, so it's also important to honor it, something I am truly trying to hone myself, and the fact that you have to give yourself grace when these days don't go as planned. Remember, life does happen. My productivity secret number two, find yourself a project management tool that works for you and stick with it. I'm extremely thankful and lucky that Jenna let me choose my project management tool of choice when I came on board, and I truly want the same for you. I use Monday.com to house my weekly priorities and action items. I use it to manage the team's items and to-dos, and I also use it to manage what I need from Jenna or easy reminders that she can come back to versus trying to source in long Slack threads. We also use it for our content calendars as we're always working ahead in all of our launch assets, which makes it super simple to quickly find and revisit whatever is needed. If you don't have a tool that's making life easier, toss it. If you don't have a tool that your team isn't using or vibing with, toss it. If you don't have a tool in place yet, but you know you need one, try this. Take a moment and ask yourself, what does my to-do list look like? Is it colorful? Do you use different pen colors or highlighters? Monday.com might be the best fit for you. Is it in list format where you cross off things or you have check boxes that you check off? Asana might be the best choice for you then. Do you put things in columns to indicate priority status? If you like more of a methodical task or project view, Trello could be also the right choice for you. 
Find a tool that works with your brain in the way it already naturally organizes and understands things to find the most success. And remember, you don't just set up a tool, jump in, and everything works like a charm. This type of implementation takes time and effort, but I promise you it's a productivity game changer. And productivity secret number three, communication is truly my top coveted secret behind my magic and how I make things happen. I don't hit people with work-related cues or needs right off the bat, and here's why. How someone is feeling or doing personally is going to affect the way I approach them and how I format what is needed from them. If someone on the team is overwhelmed and you hit them with a brain dump as your first touch, how will that make them feel? More times than not, I'll impact their productivity to negatively and make them feel stuck versus on board to tackle whatever lays ahead next. The next thing is be honest and ask for what you need. This is one, again, I'm still working on as I am the queen of piling my plate up and burning the minute oil by choice, might I add. But I am learning to put my oxygen mask on first so I can bring my best self to work daily and also ask for what I need so I'm not taking on too much. Lastly, Whenever you are relaying or communicating with your team, your superior, or whomever, relay priority, talk timing, and check for understanding. To make your communication as effective as possible, try these three things to ensure you're hitting exactly when this needs to be done, the timing of when it needs to be delivered, and check for understanding so that nothing is lost in translation. And that, my friends, is how I operate and manage my productivity as well as the moving pieces within the Jenna Kutcher brand. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, this is Maddie. I'm Jenna's graphic designer. And there's a few things I do to help my productivity throughout the week. And it might be helpful to other creatives, but it might just be helpful to anyone in general as well. So the main thing I really like to do is block out my time periods that I'm going to work on specific designs in my calendar. So right in my Google calendar, which is where I keep all my meetings and appointments or anything like that, I'll actually block out the amount of time I think it'll take to do a design or to do a project. So if I know I need maybe 30 minutes or a few hours or an entire day, I'll put that right in. And then that helps me know what I have ahead of me very visually because it's probably no surprise that I'm a very visual person. So if I'm thinking in terms of number of hours, it's very helpful to actually see it in front of me. And then I know what I have to get done in that period of time. Now, what can actually be a little bit daunting is if you come to that four hour time period that you've given yourself and you sit down to do maybe a whole ad campaign or a new PDF design for one of Jenna's courses. And tackling that all at once feels really overwhelming and it actually can be hard to start when you know you have those four hours. You start overthinking everything and it actually slows you down. So in order to prepare for that time that will 
eventually be productive, I really find it helpful to also just start at least one little task that has to do with that project beforehand if I can. So if that's starting a new design file or collecting some inspiration, if I can at least get it started, then the ball's already rolling and I don't feel like I'm starting from ground zero when that block of time comes. The other thing that's really important is adding a buffer day, if you can, between when you need to design and when you need to submit that design, because it makes a world of difference in productivity. I find I actually work so much better if I know I have some time. So I'll just start drafting and I won't worry about it needing to be perfect yet if I know that I can go away and come back to it later on. So knowing that I have some time to step away and come back, it relieves a lot of pressure and then I'm actually able to be more productive and be more creative and test things, not feeling like I need to be at the final product right away. So if I know I only have an hour to turn something around, it usually means that I feel more pressure and I'm not able to be as creative or try something new. I usually go with something a little bit safer. And Kylie actually asked me a really interesting question about how I know when a design is done and how that kind of affects my productivity. And it's a really funny question that I don't know if I've really thought about before, but it was such a good thing to think about because that is a element of all of this that you kind of have to get good at. And it is something you learn with each client, but Once you get to know the client's style and with Jenna, it's really great because she's so hands-on and she does so many designs herself. She was doing so many before I joined the team and she still does a lot now that I really have a handle on what her style is. So where my style might be a little more minimalist or I won't add very many elements just if I'm designing for myself, but I know Jenna has a little bit more. She likes more detail, more texture, more excitement. And so if I would have naturally stopped at a certain point for myself, I know I want to add a few more things or try a few more things or get a little bit more creative and fun. And then the one thing that really helps is providing a few options. So if I'm not sure if I'm actually done a design yet, if it feels completely right, or if Jenna's going to love it yet, I'll usually just provide a few additional options. So time blocking my calendar, knowing when I'm most productive or most creative, adding a little bit of buffer room between when I need to create and when I need to submit, and then also providing options so that I don't feel like one design needs to be the be all and end all and it has to be perfect when I submit it. Giving options makes sure we cover more of the bases and there's a better chance of one or two things maybe from each design or one of the few designs really hitting the nail on the head. So I hope that's helpful and maybe can shed some light onto your creative process. Hi, I'm Carrie Sweatman, and my role on Team JK is all things social media advertising. So it does require quite a bit of focus time for me, which I will admit seems to be getting harder and harder. Tip number one, processes and procedures help me a ton in what I do every day. I know this about myself, so I have a lot of little checklists to support my workflows. So for example, to set up ad campaigns, even though I've been doing it for almost 10 years, I have a checklist that essentially walks me through each step. This way, if I'm feeling particularly scattered but still need to meet deadlines, I can always reference my checklist of steps for various work tasks, and that helps me to be both thorough in my work, not overlook anything while also completing tasks efficiently. So if there are tasks that you complete over and over, I'd recommend creating a quick checklist so that you can perform those tasks off of a list or even hand them off to someone else if need be. 
Another thing I rely on is timers. I use the Focus Keeper app on my phone for various work tasks. I'm pretty disciplined and okay, maybe a little competitive. So the timer ticking away, I'll, it helps me to get in and stay in that productivity zone. No switching from tab to tab on my laptop, no checking Instagram. When that timer is running, there's something about it. It's like, I want to win. <laughs> I want to beat the timer. I think this has to do with my personality type. So it might not work for everyone, but for me, it's been a game changer. So the Focus Keeper app is key. And then finally, my last productivity tip is to over communicate. And although it might not be considered a typical productivity tip, it sure goes a long way in my little advertising agency world. I often think to myself, am I being annoying because I ask so many clarifying questions? But what I've learned over the years is that this is going to save me a ton of time in the future. For one, it helps me to keep everything straight and sorted as I set up campaigns, but also it helps my clients to know everything that I'm doing and what is happening and when. So even when I think, Ah, you know, I don't want to keep bugging them. I do because I know it's going to save me time in the future. Okay, so now that I've made myself sound like a super unfun human with my systems, <laughs> checklists, timers, and lots of questions, those are my advertisers' productivity tips. Hey, this is Audrey. I am a content and copywriter and I work with Jenna on her blog and her podcast, creating content for both of those platforms. I'm also a new mom. I have a three-month-old son and I work from home. So it's super, super awesome that I get to be home with my baby all day. But when it comes to productivity, as the parents out there, I'm sure, can understand, babies aren't the best productivity tools. So I've had to kind of reconfigure my days just to make the most of my time. And we're doing a lot of nap time work sessions and just kind of figuring it out right now while he's so young and still sleeping so much. So I've actually transitioned from doing a daily to-do list where I'll, you know, kind of typical write down everything that I need to do in a day. And if you don't get it all done, you move it to the next day. Instead of doing that, I have transitioned into a weekly to-do list and it's been super helpful for me because I have so many deadlines and clients that I work with, I can look at what I need to do for an entire week. And of course, some deadlines might fall earlier in the week. And so those are higher priority. But instead of trying to cram like five to 10 things into one day, I can kind of look at like, okay, these are the 15 to 20 things I might need to do in a week and map out my week from there. And it's just more of a bird's eye view. There's less pressure with the day-to-day -day responsibilities and priorities and trying to just fit it all in with a baby. So it may not work for every type of business model or job setup, but I think if you have a lot of tasks and a lot of priorities or you manage several clients, that creating this weekly to-do list of just 
all the things that you need to do and kind of writing down, okay, this needs to happen within the first day or two of the week. And this can be pushed towards the end of the week creates a lot more freedom and flexibility. And for me, a lot more joy and a lot less like freaking out if I don't get to every single thing on my to-do list. So what I do is I literally write down each of my clients and what is due for them on that given week or what I have to work on for each of them. And so I just write all of that down on one page, each client, and then all the tasks underneath each client. And then on Monday, I'll look at that and say, okay, this for this client, this for this client is priority. I need to make sure I get that done. And if I finish that and have extra time, I can do three things from, you know, another client's list. So it's just a way to kind of see everything that you need to do, not forget about anything, but also feel like you are making progress without feeling so much pressure, which if you're a type A personality like me, to-do lists can be a love-hate relationship. And this has turned it into much more of a love relationship in this season of my life as a new mom and just kind of figuring out days as they come. Oh man, I love hearing their voices and my earbuds sharing such powerful takeaways about pursuing balance and protecting their time, managing their roles and being all around incredible multi-passionate women. I told you this team is full of smarty pants. They consistently inspire me with their diverse approaches to not just handling their work and responsibilities, but also how they look at life and being thoughtful stewards of their time in all aspects of work and family, personal hobbies and beyond. I know for certain that I picked up a few new ideas myself for being even more productive and protective of my time and intentional with how I spend it. It really goes to show that we all have different preferences and perspectives for how we manage our lives and that we can learn from one another if we're open to listening and experimenting. I know I'll be playing with and working a few of these tips into my own routine over the next few weeks, and I hope you picked up a valuable thing or two for you to try on for size in your own schedule too. From my team's hearts to yours, keep on going. You are powerful and magnetic and amazing. And your most productive days and on your slower ones, you've got this. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team 
is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.